Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneurs Visiting Victor. I'm your host, Victor Dadash. I hope you're having an amazing day so far. Today, we have an awesome guest. Now, this guy, he does business in your bedroom. He co-owns Gardner's <laughs> Mattress and more, the region's premier better sleep store. For 13 years in a row, they have been named a Reader's Choice winner, favorite place to buy a mattress. This guy is fanatical about the five-star experience and has gathered thousands of online and in-store five-star reviews. His book, Sleep Better, has helped thousands of people wake up happy as well. As a driven entrepreneur, he has licensed both his own custom software and educational marketing materials to others in his industry and in other industries. On any given day, his marketing ideas, tools, and software are in use across more than 500 retail door fronts. And his marketing skills and knowledge have been featured regularly in Forbes, Target Marketing, Dan Kennedy's No BS series of books and newsletters, Furniture Today, Sleep Savvy Magazine, Marketing Miracles, Predictable Profits Playbook, Lead the Field, Fox Business News, WGAL, and Success Magazine. And its passion is to unlock the potential of every business owner, shift them into the investor seat in their business, and unlock the true joy and reward of business ownership so they can truly do life and business on their own terms and live what he calls their very own big ticket life. So let's welcome Jeff Janako. How are you doing today, Jeff? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for the nice intro. It's like I gave it to you or something. And uh, you know all about me. So yeah, thank you. Looking forward to uh, talking with your audience today. It's great to have you on, Jeff. So I'd like to get started by asking you to please share your story. How did you wind up becoming an entrepreneur in the first place? Uh, you know, it was something that I kind of was exposed to as a kid. I had, uh, my father was an independent trucking, uh, company owner, uncles had their own businesses. My grandfather was entrepreneurial. Uh, so it's kind of exposed to it that way. And, you know, it kind of gave me the spark. My first thing was cutting grass and car detailing, but we lived in a three phase development. So I built that up and then I sold off all three phases individually I'm like, you know, that's actually pretty cool how you build a business and you can sell it off in parts and pieces. And that was the spark. And, um, you know, only spent uh, about two years of my life as an adult on a W-2 because I really, uh, as I like to say, I like to do business and life on my terms and the corporate world doesn't really foster that. So being an entrepreneur for me is all about time, freedom, freedom to uh, live the life that I want to live on my terms. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah. So basically, it just seems to run in the family. Your dad had an independent trunking business, uh, uncle's own business. So it seemed like a lot of people were doing it. You know, you, you were surrounded by entrepreneurship all your life, which is mm -hmm. probably why when you worked the W-2, you only did it for a couple of years because you had it running in your blood. So um, and you wanted that time freedom, which is, I guess, one of the things most entrepreneurs uh, want. It's one of the reasons why people get into it. So, um, so tell us about your, you know, you know, after you, you know, you worked for two years, you know, at a job and you left, you know, you, you, you know, you, you didn't want to get the W2 anymore. You wanted to branch on your, so tell us about that journey from there, from there on. Yeah. I mean, for me, leaving the corporate world was, uh, was about kind of getting chewed up and spit out. I'd had a pretty meteoric rise with that company, a lot of success and, 
you know, along the way, I said, hey, it feels like we can do big things together, but I want some assurances. And they wouldn't give me those insurances as far as a contract goes or, uh, you know, like a parachute type of thing. And uh, I should have known then that it wasn't a good fit. But, um, you know, I was young and inexperienced in that regard. And so for me, uh, when it all fell apart, I just said, you know, I'm not going to go way back and take three, four steps back. I'm going to parlay this success that I've had, this experience and and go out on my own. So I got into uh, the furniture and mattress industry representing factories uh, nationwide with a, a national sales team. And uh, I ended up buying that company and leading that company and um, did that from 2002 through 2012. And uh, that was a very interesting time. A lot of travel, traveled the nation, traveled the world, developed products, um, a lot of different experiences, a lot of different people I worked with. So it was a lot of fun. Got it. So, yeah. So basically you try something new. You went to the mattress industry. Uh, you're working for a while. You eventually wind up buying it. And like I said, you did a lot of traveling. So obviously you must have met a lot of interesting people. In it. And, mm -hmm. and I'm sure you probably got a lot of different viewpoints and insights from meeting all those different people because you were exposed to so many. Was that part of your experience? Yeah. I mean, you know, the the thing about most any industry is um, a lot of people, you know, you can approach the consumer in any different way any number of ways. Some people do that on price. Some people do that on experience. Some people do that on the luxury. Some people do it on ease. You know, those are all the kinds of selling positions that are out there. And um, I've always gravitated to experience and authority personally. That's kind of my mindset of uh, approaching the market because I think it's, it's, it's behind celebrity based position. I think it's the number one selling position people can take and can create for themselves no matter what business they're in. So it was interesting that way uh, in the furniture and, and bedding industry, a lot of folks choose to compete on price. Uh, that's not my way at all. It's not what, what we do in our retail store that I co-own and have interest in. It's not the way that I counsel people. Uh, to me, it, that authority and expert positioning is really a game changer and it creates distance between you and the competition. No, I agree. It definitely separates you from everyone else because you got that ex expertise, the authority. People are like I can trust this person. It's like you know, if someone could see, you know, make a little few dollars cheaper, but it's like, but if you can really help them, you can like, you know, like, this is why you should get this, and maybe a few bucks more. But you know what? You're gonna sleep better. You're 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 gonna you're gonna have better health. You're gonna, you're not gonna be as tired when you wake up in the morning. That, I agree. It definitely makes a difference. So let's talk about some of the things um, you, know, you talk about in terms of being successful. Um, could you explain the concept that is behind the shift from success to significance? Yeah. Uh, so for me, you know, a lot of people measure success and monetary value. Uh, to me, I look to measure it in the way I impact the communities that I serve. Right. So, um, you know, like, my Battlefield Alliance coaching group that I'm a part of on that leadership team, that's not measured in dollars and cents. That's measured in how we give back entrepreneurs their life, give back their control, uh, have them impact their communities, uh, their people that they serve, the charities that they feel connected to. In our retail business, we run a weekly podcast show uh, focused solely on our local regional community. Yeah, when you think of this podcasting medium, like I host shows, I host two shows, you host your show, Victor, anybody listening, 
typically there's an overlay of podcast hosts. You know, you do a podcast, you reach a national or international audience. Our podcast show for the store is very regional, but we showcase and highlight only local charities doing well. Um, I'm friendly with the United Way director, but the United Way doesn't need my show. Uh, the the independent charities filling the void um, between, like as an example, Help the Fight's a local charity to us. She helps breast cancer patients pick up those insurance uh, copays and gaps that aren't covered. Um, that's her charity. There's another one, a week away foundation where they just get people out of their existence and get them a vacation away from all the stress of their illness. Uh, those kinds of charities I love helping. So that's this shift from success to significance. It's measured in who you impact and how, and the more you give, ultimately, the more you will gain, there will be monetary value behind it. But if you only measure it that way, you're just always going to be dialed in on success and not significance. No, I like that. The more you give, ultimately, the more you'll gain back and um, and who and how you, you impact, you impact, you focus on impacting the community that you're serving and you help entrepreneurs impact the people that they serve. And I like the fact you have this podcast show that's focused on the local, regional. You work with local charities, like you said, the big ones, like the Red Cross and all that stuff. You know, right. they, they, don't, they don't need help, but a lot of the small ones that work locally, regionally, they do. So I, I like the fact you highlight those people so definitely think that's a great way to impact and serve the community I, I really i really love hearing that um next thing i want to ask you about is you know why why do you say that the you know and at the, the foundational marketing assets are uh, marketing assets are so important to a business because i think a lot of people don't understand that the foundation yeah well i just uh before jumping on our interview today i was dedicating some time to the Facebook groups that I post into and, and moderate or run. And one of them was, um, you know, the, the person was asking, Hey, what do you do? What types of sales do you do for holidays? And, and it's, it's that positional um, conflict of saying, I'm going to compete on price position. Whereas if you're competing on that luxury position that celebrity position, that authority position. You don't ask those kinds of questions and you don't have those kinds of struggles. And, you know, so you're always uh, having to compete on price. You're always having to compete on what the next promotion is. You got to come up with the next thing. You know, we can't do the anniversary sale because we just had one. We can't do the end of year sale because it's May. We can't do the restock sale because that's not how our industry goes. But when you're shifting into what I like to call that authority position, that expert position, these marketing assets, like a book, uh, like a communicated process of helping your customer find the right fit, um, like a podcast show, these things are all parts of foundational marketing assets that that exist in your business and really you can't be the authority and the expert if you're always running price discounts i i equate it to no one goes and gets the heart replacement from the guy or gal offering two for one valve replacements in the heart right like that's not the surgeon you trust and so for me uh, when you commit to these foundational assets, they elevate your mind, they elevate your team, they elevate your presentation and your experience. And you're just more committed to the true value 
proposition um, that you can give your customers and you do ultimately you move up you move up your sales transactions, you move up your dollars per ticket and your customers love it because that's what they want. They want the outcome. So rarely is price the primary driver. Yeah, and I like what you said there. Yeah, customers want the outcome. So they're, they're you know, and when you focus on your expertise, you know, celebrity authority, you focus your mind, it, it, it's elevated, your team's elevated, and you're, fo- you're committed to giving them true value. Whereas, you know, if you focus on prices because you just focus on can I get it cheaper? The problem is if you keep lowering the price, guess what? Your competitor's going to do the same right. thing. So you lower it to 20 bucks, they're going to lower it to 25. And you're going back and forth, and it's gonna, it's 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 really tough to compete like that. When you focus yeah. on your authority, expertise, focus on quality and value and how you can serve it because how you can, you know, give them the results they want, how to give them value. It's just so much. And I like the the example use of the surgeon, the heart valve. You're not looking for the guy who could give it to you twenty five dollars right. cheaper. You want someone who's going to help take care of your heart because you know you, you need yeah. it. So uh, I thought it was a great way of looking at it. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll 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 dig a little further, deeper example on that. I had my knee completely mm-hmm. replaced uh, mm-hmm. three months ago. Uh, along with that surgery, was I knew it was going to be a very involved surgery. Quad muscle was repaired. The quad tendon was repaired. My patella tendon was uh, moved back to its original position from a manipulated position, which is what caused all my problems two decades ago. I I sought out the surgeon and I actually had, I did a little recon. I had my VAs kind of track down the people that gave Google reviews. And we, you know, it's a little creepy, I guess you could say, but we overlaid their social profiles. And out of about 20 reviews, I was able to talk to four people on the phone about, hey, is this surgeon the real deal or not? Price wasn't the issue for me. Um, and I don't I don't use tr- traditional insurance um, because I, I just don't participate in that game. I, it's one of the principal, personal principles of my own. And so for me, it was real important that I got the right guy because I was paying for it. And, um, and so I found the right person. I'm very happy with that outcome. But yeah, if I was just shopping on price because I had to, because I'm outside the insurance market, what what position might I have put myself in uh, to having my leg essentially completely rebuilt, which is what it ended up being, versus just the guy who could do the knee replacement at the cheapest price? I might be really disappointed with my decision. Oh no, absolutely, and you know you, that's a very personal example. You, you, you had knee replacement done. You sought out the best surgery. You didn't just focus on price because you're gonna you're gonna pay for it. And you even regardless, you wanted what was best because like if, if you got the wrong surgery, you know, you could be suffering from a bad knee replacement for many years. So you sought out the best, and as a result, you got the outcome you had, you got the value, you got a, a nice knee replacement done by a really good surgeon. Yeah, so a lot of times people are looking for quality, not not just price. So thanks for sharing that, uh, Jeff. Um yeah. the next thing I'm gonna ask you is. Now, a lot of people confuse the actions of sales and marketing. A lot of people, you know, they also confuse what sales and marketing is. Some people think they're both the same and it's not. So could you talk a little bit about the difference between the two and why people, so many people confuse the actions of sales and marketing? Yeah, I mean, really, um, really great question. I think a lot of people gloss this over. They're they're kind of like close cousins that oftentimes shift into one avatar and they're not. So marketing is... The, the fundamental question of marketing is why you over every other choice, including doing nothing. And that last statement, including doing nothing, to me is the one that cuts to the bone because 
if you're marketing messages, which you have to go another step deeper and then overlay that to the right market, who that person is, the right message in front of that person, and then uh, the right media, what do they use, right? The answer isn't just Facebook and Google in all cases, because if you serve baby boomers, maybe they still read magazines. Um, but getting that marketing message out and moving the person off of other choices and stopping them from reverting to doing nothing. Um, like in my retail mattress store business, the doing nothing thing happens a lot. People say, yeah, you know, we were in here two years ago. They chose for two years to do nothing and live with what they thought two years ago was a bad mattress, right? So you really, I think everybody listening really needs to say that out. Why me out of all my competition, including the possibility that my customer, client, patient will choose to do nothing? How does my marketing message move them to me in that way and keep them moving forward? That's marketing in my mind in a nutshell. Um, sales is in 2023, the function of sales is affirmation of your marketing. So your marketing is dialed in. You've got the right message to move people away from competition, away from that choice of doing nothing to you. You've put it in the right media. You've got the right message. You've got the right offer. Sales today, because of all the information that's out there and all the ways that we can point our customers to us. Sales is that affirmation point, right? Because I think we need to give our customers, clients, patients a lot more credit than we give them because we've got supercomputers in, the, in our pockets through cell phones. And if we're just, if we're pushing hardcore, that's not affirmation. And to me, that's not sales in 2023. Sales is that affirmation point of all the information they've learned on their own, what we've curated and put in front of them what we've affirmed uh, from afar through our website, the sales point has to affirm everything that they've brought along and ultimately guide that the right fit and the right choice has been made. To me, those are two very different things. No, I like that. You know, first talked about marketing, you know, you know, why you over every, any other choice, any other, you know, competitor, including doing nothing, you know, right. like so, some people says, you know, they, some people decide, you know what, I'm just going to stick with my match. It's very uncomfortable. Why should I get your match? You have to, so your marketing, you got to send the right message. You also write me, like, as you mentioned, it's not just Google or Facebook. Some of the baby boos might still be using magazines, for example. And uh, so you have to move them and, and to show them why. And then I like sales is affirmation of your marketing of all that they've learned from you and, and all the things you put in front of them that and making them feel that it's the right choice to buy for me. So I like that difference. And um, because a lot, well, a lot of people do not understand it and, and it's very important to be successful in any kind of business. Uh, so Jeff, next, next thing I'd like to ask you is, so what are some of the must-haves a, a business needs to have? Uh, what are the must-haves uh, uh, an owner needs to have for the business's marketing toolbox? So for me, in, in this day and age, you've got to create that authority piece, um, whether that's a book, uh, a video series, you know, you command YouTube, you own it, you dominate it. 
uh, an authority piece is powerful. I, I love books, whether it's a printed book or a digital book, although I think there's something special about print. We value books. They don't get thrown away. You're going you're gonna to put the same quality effort into a digital or a print version. So print is just one last step, one other minor expense. But the, the payoff and the long tail of it of a print book versus a digital book remains because a print book sticks around that person that decides to do nothing for two years, they pick up your book, you know, about here are the core tenets of a great knee replacement here. Here's the amazing things to think about when doing a kitchen bath remodel. Here are the things to think about when you're looking to line up with a business coach, a life coach, right? They may choose to do nothing for a year and then they hit another pain point and they pick up that book versus how many tens of thousands of emails that they get. How many bookmarks in their browser do they have where your PDF book is just buried under? How many swipes in Kindle do they need to make, right? So I, I really a fan of in your hands printed book. Uh, I think that's number one. Um, there's other ways to create authority. I said you could be like dominating on YouTube and own that. But there again, you, the person's got to go back. They got to go back there and find it. Um, the second one is you got to commit to experiences. Um uh, that's what people are paying for. We have we have a whole generation of of youth. Um, I say youth being thirty five and under, but you know we have a whole generation of people that are foregoing the American dream of home ownership, settling down. You know they're working through careers two to five years at a time. They're traveling. They're experiencing all that life has. Their buying is no different. Their buying has to be an experience, and that transcends all age groups. Again, if you're if you're not going to put an experience in. You're just on price and you're you're competing not with your competitors. You're competing with people that are so good at price, it's ridiculous. The, the Amazons, the Walmarts of the world, the Costco's of the world. And so experience is so, so important. And just the simple way that you engage with the need. So like, again, in our retail business, I use this a lot and I translate it out to the folks that I work with. It's It's a simple question of, Tell me why we're shopping or tell me why we're investing in this now. What attracted you to me? Why why here? Why now? And then where that presentation is made matters. You don't do it around the product. You don't do it around, um, you know, the, the operating room, so to say, to continue on with my knee example. You do it in a place where it's comfortable. You do it in a place where the outcome can be envisioned and seen. So, you know, if you're if you're a professional practice, you know, don't do your patient case recommendations, table side, chair side. That stuff's dangerous and scary to people. They got phobias of going to the dentist, right? You got to be in a nice comforting room with comfortable furniture and pay attention to the smells and the sounds and make people feel welcome. That's experience. And then the last one, there's really three. Uh, it's the authority piece, the experience piece, and then the systems piece, because ultimately, you know, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, reclaiming your time, systems will give you that. So I call it the E equals MC squared factor. You know, the the most known equation that carries the most heavy lift in our in all of science and mankind, but everybody knows it and everybody understands what it means. And um, the depth of your systems improve the value of your business and allow you to get back your time. And um Maybe you're not in your business as much. Maybe you don't have to be in your business at all uh, if that's the type of business you want to run. And so systems are real, real paramount.
Yeah, definitely some really good stuff there, Jeff. Like the more creative authorities, like a big book, a video series, a whole bunch of different movement dominate on YouTube. And I, and I agree, I like the printed book. You know, if someone gives you a printed book, mm -hmm. like you said, they may not think of you immediately, but maybe a year or two from now, they get a pain point. They're like, ah, and then, you know, they look at your book and they contact you. And I'll tell you right now, if you go to like you go to an event, you go to a party, you ask someone, what do they do? And they say, oh, uh, I'm a nutritionist. I wrote a book on nutrition. You hear someone say they wrote a book on nutrition, you automatically think this person's an expert. They know what they're yeah. talking about. So no matter what subject you write on, the people automatically think you're an expert because you wrote a book on it. Because how many people have wrote and written books? Many people want to, but they haven't. So definitely, I agree, it creates authority for you. And I yeah. like what you said about committing to experience. That's what people are paying for. And, you, you know, if you're going to try to look like, with price, you know, you're going to lose to Amazon and Walmart. So you got to gauge with people's yeah. needs. And, and and you're right, where the presentation is made, that really matters. And the systems piece, it's it's so huge. You need to have proper systems in place, keep your business running, you know, increase the value of business, improve the value, and it's going to give you, allow you to claim more of your time. So definitely some really good stuff there. And another thing I want to ask you about, because you, you're very uh, passionate about the five-star experience. So um, you got a lot of five-star reviews. So what is it about the five-star experience and culture that um, that can unlock success for a business? I think it's the first, you know, I, I love how people read off my bio about doing business in your bedroom. Um, that, that came out, that came to be out of a joke. I said it one time off the fly, maybe seven years ago to a customer when I still kind of occasionally had to cover the sales floor. And, and they're like, yeah, you know what? I hadn't thought about that because they were asking why us, you know, they were asking about our delivery crew and, you know, we, we employ our own people. We don't outsource it. And it dawned on me that, you know, your own personal bedroom is a very private space and we do business there. And it's kind of funny tongue in cheek to say it that way, but man, we respect the fact that we're in your private personal space. We respect the fact you're giving us your hard earned money. And, you know, despite the fact that our nation just prints money like crazy anymore. Um, it is still people, st still the people that are in front of most of, I think everybody listening here, they don't have that luxury to just be a part of that printing of money. They still go work for it. And when you make that exchange, if you're not honoring that fact that this is somebody's time for money and the money they're going to give you was once their time and you don't respect that, uh, I, that's real problematic. And it, it, can preclude your business from success. And so, you know, for me, that five-star review process goes to that fundamental respect and honor that you're giving us your time and your money. And we're going to respect it. We're going to make this, my goal in the retail business and really any home-based retail or any home-based service retail business that I coach with or work with, um, I, want, I want it to be the most enjoyable purchase of everything for the home. Right. That means cars. That means a new deck. That means a new living room furniture, a new home theater, a new TV. I want the purchase with my team to be the most incredible purchase for your home. That's what we aspire to. And yeah, we've amassed, uh, you know, we, I say over a thousand. We're, we're over twelve hundred now at this point, digital and handwritten. We, we in this day and age have people mail us handwritten reviews because it's part of our system. Part of accepting your mattresses taking on this review or testimonial form that you mail back to us. And I think that's special in this day and age. And it affirms that we've got our experience dialed in. 
So if you're not getting stuff like that, even off the fly, random little greeting cards, random thank you notes from some of your customers, to me, that says you 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 really got to dial up the experience factor to earn more reviews, more five-star reviews. No, definitely. I think you you're, you guys have a great attitude. You respect and honor what your customers are doing. They work hard for their money. They spend a lot of time and efforts to make their money. And now they're using that hard-earned money to purchase like your mattresses, for example. And and you want it to be an enjoyable purchase. The fact you got those 1,200 reviews, so many five-star reviews is 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 very impressive. I mean, like you see, you get a lot of notes and thank you uh, uh, letters from the from these customers. It tells you you yeah. guys have gone the extra mile for it. And 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 the thing is, you probably you know this. Be, I'm sure as you experienced number one, a lot of times they'll come back with any new matches. Number two, they're telling their friends, so they're very happy because right. yeah, you made it such a pleasurable experience. They're going to tell people about it. So it's 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 also you're you're, you're doing because you because you respect not it, but it's also great long term for your business because happy customers come back and they tell their friends. So yeah. I, I think it's just really good business as well. So definitely some really good stuff. And one last question I want to ask you is, um, what do you think? It, 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 what do you think holds back most business leaders from unlocking their leadership and their own success? What do you think that is, or some of the things that do? It's uh, it's the that extreme muscle between their two ears. It's the brain. It's in their head, right? Uh, it's that personal responsibility to lead their team. Uh, you know, I had a meeting with a client just yesterday afternoon, um, about twenty four hours ago from this recording, and you know, we were talking about consistency of his team, and then we unpeel it, and the reality is he's they're not showing up for meetings on time. They're canceling meetings last minute. Well, what does that say? What does that say to those, the managers below and the, and the people around? It says, these meetings are important. I wasn't important today. And that's a big problem. And you have to uh, address that and, and be that leader. Um, leadership today, I think, is so important for the people around us because Fundamentally, we've got generations of, of kids and youth and college age students that were taught entirely different than we were, uh, than I was. You know, I'm 43. I'm, I'm just of a different generation. And being a great leader means you create that space to bring others in around you and you're bringing them alongside of you. It's not about being behind. It's not about being out front. It's about being beside and together. And, uh, together for that goal. And a lot of people talk a good game about it, but you really have to focus on that leader that you are. And, and what would your people say, you know, in a private environment, what would they say about you as a leader? Um, do you offer that opportunity? Are you scared to offer that opportunity? Um, if you're scared, that probably answers your questions uh, about the kind of leader you are. Um, but being a leader, I think is, is a, is a tremendous skill today that never stops. Uh, you can always continue to improve, uh, even if it's that slight edge, 1% better each day. Yeah. And I agree. You have to work on every single day. Um, and I agree a lot of it's in the mind, in your head, what's in your head. And, you know, a lot of leaders don't take that personal responsibility to lead. You gave the example, guy canceling meetings for not showing up on time. You know, what kind of examples are showing it to the lower managers and everyone else below? It's like, 
it's not important. They're not important. So, and like we said, bring others beside you and together with, you know, have you work on the same goals, working together, be, work together as one team, make them feel that they're a part of the process and you guys yeah. share the same goals. And like you said, some leaders just walk, they just talk to talk, but they don't walk the walk. They talk a good game, but they actually do not live it. So, and and people are not, so they could tell, you know, if you're not consistent with what you're saying, they, they follow your acts a lot more than they follow your words. So you got to show them that they're part of the team, that yeah. they're appreciated, that their voice matters and that you're taking them on this journey with them, that you all want this, you're all doing this to help help the company succeed and that everyone's going to, everyone's going to benefit from it. You got to show them how uh, valued they are in the process and listen to, you know, any kind of, uh, you know, output they have, input they have into the process. So those things are very important. So I totally agree. Some very good points because leadership is, I think as time goes on, it becomes even more and more important now in this day and age. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Jeff, listen, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a real pleasure having you on. You share a lot of, you share a lot of great tips, a lot of great value. And I'm sure the people that are listening really appreciate all the golden nuggets that you shared today. And Jeff, if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to contact you? Yeah, it's real simple. TheJeffG.com. So that's kind of my uh, hub site, if you will. Uh, We talked about a number of things that I do and I'm involved in and, so thejeffg.com, it's kind of like a choose your own adventure. If you know th- this podcast is going to grab different people different ways, and hopefully you'll connect in one way. So thejeffg.com is the place to do that. Awesome. Thanks again, Jeff. I really appreciate it. Have yourself You're an welcome. amazing day. Yep, you too. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.